Welcome, everybody. It's time once again. Grab your board, swim out in the ocean, see if you can catch that sales pipeline as it starts to curl and develop. Today, we, we, we're we kind of winging it here because we had a guest, and he's run into a tr- problem here. And so we're trying to see if he's going to tune in. If not, we're going to kind of wing it a little bit here and and uh, talk about some, say, you know, it's still the beginning of the year, still lots of stories, other stories than the Super Bowl, although the, right now that seems to be the one everybody's still scratching their head about here. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's interesting, but I think, you know, and I know we're trying to trying to get a hold of our guest for today, so hopefully we can get him on the line eventually, and if we can't, we'll just uh, we'll reschedule him at another time. But, uh, you know, I think it, this might not be a bad opportunity to spend a little time talking about, you know, in the in the day of, in the in age of digital, in an age of so many different channels, you know, the importance of audio, the importance of conversations like yes. this, the importance of, I mean, we've certainly seen podcasts become a much, much higher, more popular format um, in a variety of instances, um, you know, and I, and I know, you know, you're involved in, in a lot of different elements of this. You're heavily involved in the entire Funnel Media Radio Network. Um, Absolutely. You, know, you are part of the OC Talk Radio group. Um, you know, would love to kind of hear from you, you know, your perspective uh, on on storytelling, uh, on on radio and audio as a marketing channel. And, and why is it still so relevant? I appreciate the opportunity because I am so passionate about this. Everybody used to write stuff. But we've all moved to a three or four inch screen, right? That's how we communicate with the world now. We take that darn smartphone to bed with us for Pete's sake. I know I do. It's the first thing I look at. It's my alarm clock. It's I, it's the news I read in the morning. It's what I plug into my car. I am tethered to this all day long. So in a world where we've all moved to a three or four inch screen, why are we still writing tons of stuff? Why are we writing white papers and PowerPoints and and big presentations that you can't read on a three-inch screen. I just think the whole world has got to learn if that's the preferred method of communication now, if that's how you reach your customer and your clients and everybody and your team, then we've got to find a way to turn all our marketing communications into audio or video because that's what that little device does best. Well, and what's interesting about this is, you know, and I, <clears throat> I do this myself. I think I, I previously had not been listening to a lot of podcasts. And as we started doing Sales Pipeline Radio a couple of years ago, I've certainly increased that. And what I love about it is, is its passive nature. I should not be reading blog posts and emails while I'm in my car, yeah, but I can right. listen to, I know, ridiculous, right? But I can, but I can definitely listen to a podcast. Um, you know, I can listen to a podcast while I'm walking a dog. I can listen to a podcast yeah. at the gym. And, you know, I think one of my, one of my pauses in doing this that in the past has been like, I mean, when I read stuff, whether it's a book or a blog post or a research paper, like I like to be able to sort of take notes and record action items. And if I'm in the car, if I'm on the treadmill, like I can't do that. But what I found is I I just by by letting go of that anxiety of that fear, I'm actually able to consume more interesting information. Mm. And sometimes it's not about sales and marketing. I mean, most of the podcasts I listen to, quite frankly, aren't have it don't have anything to do with business. I got a couple food podcasts. Uh, I got a parenting podcast. I've got a college football podcast that I love. <laughs> wow, there's a uh, there's an eclectic. And, and there's mix. something to be said not only for sort of you know being able to take your brain off and rethink, you know, but but also to just sort of allow yourself to have some unstructured learning time in different formats. Yes. Well, and and, and, and I, you, go ahead. I was going to say the other thing that you, you touched on a couple other key elements there. Not only is it a medium perfectly suited for these smartphones, it's a medium that's perfectly suited to our busy lives you can multitask and listen to a podcast. You can't multitask and read. You can't stop driving and watch a video. And there are certain times of the day, think about this. If you're trying to reach particularly a very powerful, affluent, influential group of people, it's hard to break through. 
the clutter, the noise in their email and, and the messages surrounding them here, your clients. But there's one time when they nobody else can reach them, sitting in the car, sitting on the treadmill uh, or walking in the treadmill, walking uh, around your block. Nobody else can reach them at that moment except you if you have a podcast. And if you do and if you give them a quality conversation, They'll give you 30 minutes, not 30 seconds to tell your story. Tell me one other time that you get to reach people unobstructed and for that length of time. And that is a really, really important point. And I think it's important for reinforcing for all marketers, but especially B2B marketers that have become so enamored with having everything be direct response related, having everything drive to some kind of action. Right. What we have learned, not only with this podcast, but with other marketing. So for instance, there are, there are companies that can put your message proactively in front of the right people at the right companies as they're browsing the web. So right. they, you know, based on knowing the IP address and knowing the sort of profile of the individuals, they can put your they can put your message into remnant banner ad space across the web. Now, the problem is most marketers look at that thing. Great. I'm going to put offers in those banner ads and I'm going to measure them based on how many people click on them. Right. When's the last time you clicked on a banner ad, Paul? Never. Never. And well, I used to do it. Right back in, I mean, I remember when banner ads first came out. First like, came I out, used sure. To, like, used to pay attention. Yeah. But like, I, I can't remember the last time I did now. But the goal of the banner ad is not to get you to click. I fundamentally believe you get the you get good value added messages in front of people that starts to build some trust, build some credibility, build familiarity. The next message you get in front of someone that may be a phone call, it may be a trade show booth, it may be an email, people are more likely to engage with you then. You are no longer sold. You are no longer unknown. You're not a stranger. And I, and, and I have, I mean, we have data from clients that shows that this is this is night and day difference. Well, I'm going to give you an even scarier one. Now, this is just my thesis. I don't have any supporting data on this, but I'm beginning to question the power of advertising in general to produce a direct response. I'm old enough to remember, you know, we'd put coupons and things and we'd try and see how many people sent them in or sent in the, the, whatever, the little information card to learn more. I can't remember the last time that I heard a radio ad, saw a TV ad, saw a billboard ad, saw a bus ad, got a piece of email, and I immediately called them. Instead, what I do is I go Google them or I go to their website. So I'm yeah. beginning to think the whole purpose of advertising is changing. It's to drive you to the website which is where you learn more, you sniff around, you see whether you want to call somebody, you, you look at their video, you read their blog, you listen to the podcast, you, you, you get a sense of who they are, and then you raise your hand. Because people hate this idea of, oh boy, I, I heard that on the radio, I saw that on TV, I'm going to call. No, I'm not. They're immediately going to bombard me with stuff and try and sell me. Let me check it out first and see if I'm interested. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. And I think, you know, the one of the benefits we have certainly seen uh, with doing sales pipeline radio is, you know, I mean, you know, look, it's 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 time and effort and resources to put this together. Sure. You know, we've we you know, we're you know booking guests on a regular basis as regular listeners have have seen, you know, and there's, you know, I mean, you, you Paul, are not you are not free. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a whole set of resources that put this together. And so, you know, it's easy for me as a as a business owner, as a um, as a as an entrepreneur, as a marketing guy to say, OK, Where's my pipeline from Sales Pipeline Radio? Yes, right? exactly. And, and and we're we're coming up on like we've done been doing this for two years, and this is actually year three of having invested in it, right? Wow, so we right. started in you know late 2016. We did all of 2017. We're in 2018. So if I look at that and say, boy, all that time and effort, like what's that produced for me? Right. I honestly, Paul, I can't point to specific deals that's come out of Sales Pipeline Radio. Right. But I think about what is it worth to me to have for pe for people to associate our brand with 
new ideas around sales and marketing. Right. For someone to tell me that, you know, at a major, you know, well-known analyst firm, that their analysts like listen to every episode. <laughs> yeah, every episode. What, and, what's that worth to you? And, 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 to, so what, and to think about the chance to show not only what you know, but who you know. If I'm trying to sniff you out and I'm trying to say, somebody says Matt Hines, the guy to call to, uh, and, and I don't care how strong the reference is, what am I going to do? I'm going to Google you. And somehow out of some mysterious process, I'm going to decide if you really are somebody I should call. And I'm going to decide if you're a thought leader. I want to see a sense of who you are and what you know and who you know. Wow, this guy's connected. He knows everybody here. I really like the way he thinks. I really like the stuff he's saying. Then and only then will you call them. This old-fashioned idea that everything is about pushing people to immediately pick up the phone or maybe send you an email and immediately want to meet you, get a quote, get some information. I think that's gone. There's an intermediary now. Now, well, if that's true, it, then that's scary because I don't know how all of you guys measure the return on Twitter, Facebook, yeah, LinkedIn, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Well, I mean, the world has never been that clean, right? I mean, you know, even it, it's in digital, just because we have trackability on digital channels doesn't necessarily mean that we have transactional lines uh, that move from, okay, this happened and then yeah. a revenue event happened after it. I mean, like, it's the same reason why, you know, with a lot of our clients, we're making very clear, listen, let's not pretend that the white paper download generated the seven-figure IT <laughs> yeah. Like there's many steps along the way. The buying yes. process is never that simple or clean or transactional. Like 99% of the time it is not. How do you value the fact that some of your sales guys actually take the time to get to know and remember their prospects' families' names? Right. The fact that you remember the next time you talk to someone, you say, like, how is your mom? I remember you had to reschedule because there was, you know, she was in the hospital. How is she doing? Right. Yes, right. Okay, so you can train that. Yeah, what's the A-B testing? I'm going to ask you about your dad instead of your mom and see if I get a better result next time here. Yeah. Like how ridiculous. So, yeah. So, <laughs> in, in look, I, I, I am a math marketer. Like I am a B2B math marketer. I, I know. love my spreadsheets. I want to see what's working. We are big fans of marketing performance management. We've had a number of people on the show talking about attribution and performance management, but it's never that simple. And so I think to be able to accept that as a marketer, uh, is an important first step, but then to be able to prioritize channels and messages and approaches to your audience that differentiate you, uh, that set you apart from others, that, that help you understand uh, or help your prospects understand that, yes, of course, you're trying to sell someone something, but you also have a level of creativity and generosity that can help them be better. I think that helps tip the, the scales in your favor. Those That's one of the things that can really make selling an unfair fight for your organization. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know what's nice about this conversation, you and I, Paul, we don't have to try to cut off a guest. Like you can literally, like, you stop talking, <laughs> I stop talking, we take our commercial break at the actual right time. I love it. Fantastic. All right, for those of you that are with us today, we we, we did unfortunately have a regular scheduled guest. He had to reschedule, uh, unfortunately, but I'm having a good time talking to Paul. We're gonna pay some bills here, come back on Sales Pipeline Radio, talk a lot more about storytelling and the importance of audio. This is Sales Pipeline Radio. <laughs> In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion? That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, 
but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. All right, we're back having a little impromptu uh, jam session here on uh, the power of podcasting and uh, conversational selling, story selling here with uh, Matt Hines. This is fun. I mean, this is this is something that, you know, we, we probably should have scheduled a long time ago. I know this is, a, this is a topic that you're passionate oh, about. I so believe um, in it. And, and I guess, you know, 102 episodes in, I think I can admit I was I was skeptical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Obermeyer, who connected us into the Funnel Rate, Funnel Media Network, uh, who very well be, may be listening to this impromptu session <laughs> yeah. right now. All right. Um, you know, he I mean, he he worked on me for a while. And he said, listen, I really think, you know, you get and we, you know, Heinz Marketing, we have produced a ton of content over time. Sure. We've got a lot of blog posts. We do white papers and webinars. We had just have never done a podcast. And right. I, you know, I think in my mind, I've been like, oh, I've got all these things to do. Is this really going to be the right thing for me? And I am I'm a complete convert. And I think for a variety <laughs> of reasons, I think I, I've shared with you that I was at a conference and, uh, you know, the CMO at one of the companies we were trying to sell to. Like I, I didn't know her. I introduced myself over a, over a lunch. Like it was just one of those conference lunches. You just randomly sit next to someone. Right. She's like, "Why does you? Why does your name sound so familiar?" She pulled out her phone, <laughs> and in I kid you not, in between a Wall Street Journal podcast and Masters of Scale, which is by Reed Hoffman, the founder, co-founder of LinkedIn. In between those two, in her podcast directory was Sales Pipeline Radio. Well, of course. Why? Where else would you f- expect to find it? But but as part of that pantheon of uh top tier podcast here it, it's amazing to me I, i'm 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 kidding kidding with you but the power of this medium to reach people and start a conversation with just about anybody that you want and to show what you know and who you know is an untapped resource that most businesses and most sales professionals haven't learned yet i i, I just think we're, we're at the frontier of what's possible here well, and, and I think if you really sit down and you think about, okay, who are the people in your network that have interesting things to say, or who are people that are good conversationalists? I mean, I think about, uh, you know, if you listen to any level of talk radio anywhere, um, you know, the topic is only one part of what makes the show interesting. Yes, right? Right. You know, the, the, the quality of the dialogue, uh, the entertainment value of the dialogue, <laughs> right. the humor, and the, there's a, I mean, everyone's listening for different things. But I mean, there's an awful lot of people that listen to sports radio and all they do is talk about how dumb the hosts are and how ill-informed they are about <laughs> sports. Talk. But they keep listening. Yeah. yeah you know, exactly. so I mean, so there's a variety of reasons people could do it. I mean, there's a variety of different formats people have. And I've, you know, I've got a, a friend of mine who actually does, he does his own podcast and it's not, it's not like our show. It tends to be more sort of Q&A interview driven. Right. This is a real show, you know, I mean, and, and there's a podcast I listen to called Milk Street Radio and it's produced by Christopher Kimball, who hmm. used to have. Cooks Illustrated and his 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 uh, business now is called Milk Street. And he has a magazine and it's a it's a curated set of content. It is it is a true like magazine. It is an audio podcast magazine. But the nice thing about this format mm-hmm. is we get to choose who we invite on. And one of the things Jim exactly. Obermeyer mentioned to me early on, he said, "Listen, you all kinds of interesting people, but what if we find the CMOs that you want to sell to? Yes. Like invite them on, right? And you know you could call them directly or just call their PR department and, and say, hey, I've got something called Sales Talk Radio. Would you like your client to be on the radio? Yeah. And imagine this. It, it does a couple of things. One, can I take you to lunch and tell you about my service? No. Can I send you my newsletter? Hell no. How about being on a radio show? Oh, you got a radio show? What's the catch? No catch. Come on. We put it to our audience. We give you a copy. You send it to your audience. 
they then not only think better of you, it's true social media, it's what the internet promised, social selling promise, give first and, and ask later. You're giving them something of value that they can use to fill up their own social media channels, to put stuff on their website, to bring people back and keep them there longer. They're hungry for content. You're giving them the content. And That's if you right. do it right, they not only give you the content that you want and the connection that you crave, but they help promote it to their audience. They bring you the guests, the audience, as well as the content. It's an amazing vehicle. Well, and I think, you know, I, I, I think it was Jim's idea initially to call this Sales Pipeline Radio as opposed to like the sales podcast or something. Right. I, when I tell people Sales Pipeline Radio, I say, listen, it's, we call it radio because, you know, it sounds like radio. We call it radio because it's live. I it's don't know live. People are actually listening it's live. live. It's live. It's regular. It's it's on a channel with a bit. It's like live podcasting. That's the way I think of it. I don't know why more and more people do. Because live does something else that I can't really explain. The, the live audience is small compared to the podcast. I mean, it's never sure. going to, it's hard to get people to stop and listen live to anything. But it does bring an extra audience in and it brings an urgency for people to participate. We don't usually have guests who, who cancel or, or run into a problem at the last minute because there's an urgency. Oh my God, it, we're playing to Hawaii. We're leaving at three o'clock with or without you here. Or we're leaving at noon with or without you here. So it does create, it's the same reason that uh, Facebook has put, has gone all in on live streaming. I can watch your cat video anytime, but this one's live right now. Look at your cats doing this moment. It, there's something about that that adds another urgency to the message. I agree. Uh, and, and honestly, there's, uh, without naming names, there's more than one guest, more than two guests that we've had on Sales Pipeline Radio where I have tried many times to just set up a call just to talk to them, either either to talk about you know, uh, just to get to know what they're working on for the year or yeah. get to introduce myself and, you know, haven't been able to schedule something or keeps getting rescheduled, get them booked for a radio show. <laughs> a whole different thing. Yeah. You get 25 minutes. You yeah, can... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> said, yeah. So you imagine, imagine if you could go to your clients, all your people are coming and say, how do I improve my sales pipeline? How would you like to meet and start a conversation with anybody you want to meet? How would you like to spend 25 minutes with you? When it's over, they don't want to end. They're having a ball. And they want to tell everybody in the world that they just talked to you and they'll push it. Can I put an ad on your website? No. How about if I interview you and give you that? Oh, I'll put that out on my website forever. It has my ad in it. It has my picture. I don't care. I'm going to tell the whole world about it. Bingo. We had the CEO. And again, this is just, I mean, and what's nice is, I mean, it, you do that once and then you do a hundred episodes and it just compounds. Yeah. We had, uh, and this is just one example, just because I think about it is, you know, a company, their CEO was on, on the show. And, um, you know, they wanted like, and, and we, you know, we do a teaser on social. We do a couple teaser sure. things up on the, uh, on salespipelineradio.com for the upcoming episode. They wanted all of those live way earlier than we usually put them live <laughs> yeah. because the PR team was going to go like make this huge deal. They had, they had an entire marketing campaign before and after that yeah. episode to be on your CEO podcast. On yeah. To have a conversation with you. What, what does that do in their eyes? They've now look at you differently, respond to you differently. And take your message and become whatever you call it, the brand advocate here. And it's not just them. I mean, what, 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 part of the reason I bring that up is because I now have a whole other company making a whole lot of noise about sales pipeline yeah, radio. Right. And so, you know, it's the optics of that. I mean, you think about the impression this makes, like I've been out and people are like, oh my gosh, you're speaking everywhere these days. Well, the reality is, and if you're listening to this, I guess I'm about to give away the dirty little secret. Like <laughs> I'm traveling like 50% less than I have versus two years ago. So I'm actually not on the road as much as people probably think I am because if you throw 25 minutes with someone you know once a week when they're promoting it and last week's group's promoting it and the week after's group's promoting yes. it all of a sudden 
your brand associated with something of value in your industry in front of your prospects, how do you how do you measure that? that? How, how email, do you value that? Subscribe. Yeah, exactly. And I'll give you one more, and then I know we got to go here. I was in traditional radio, as you can probably tell from the voice here, many years ago. For many years, I was a DJ and worked in traditional radio. And when his show was over, it was over. We're on to the next one. Now, the the strange thing about this podcasting medium, whether it's live or later, is that it lives on. Yeah. This podcast, it has the Netflix effect. People will discover this podcast two years from now because they saw it on somebody's website or somebody passed it on to them or they just stumbled across it on the Internet and some search for some content. And all of a sudden, they'll go back and binge on the last 20 episodes here. That's right. That's uh, it, right. It's crazy. Yeah. And and I think to, to that point, too, I mean, like, you know, we do have live listeners. And I know that, you know, there are people that reference that on a, on a weekly basis. Yeah, but, sure. you know, this is not a breaking news show. You know, right. I mean, this is, these, are, these are topics that I hope hopefully are, are topical and timely. But just like, you know, with the, you know, the, the college football podcast, like during the season, I mean, they do two episodes a week. And like if I if I wait a week to listen, like they're they're previewing games that have already happened. So that doesn't help. But but I don't have to log in at nine o'clock to listen exactly. to them. I can listen to it on the way home from work that day or the morning after. So anyway, I know that, uh, that we have to run and you got to get on the next show. This has been fun. This, this has gone, this has been, I think, honestly, one of my favorite episodes. Well, of the year. It's certainly gone fast for, for both of us here. I, it's a uh, passionate topic. It's something I don't think most businesses really have wrapped their head around. And, uh, you know, I, I think you're a pioneer in the field. And I think, uh, as such people are responding, you're getting incredible numbers, incredible. Yeah numbers it's of been, people listening. It, it really has been and so you know thank you know major thanks to you major thanks to wow. uh to susan major thanks to jim obermeyer who really have been the back you guys have all been so supportive and so helpful in getting this up and rolling and so uh yeah anyone listening that wants to talk further about the impact radio and podcasting can have for you you, you can call me but you can call paul too because clearly he's got some opinions on this and we'll have him <laughs> talk to you as well okay we are out of time uh if you like do like this conversation and you have other people in your organization you want to convince you'd be doing some more stuff with audio and podcasting check us out this will be on demand at salespipelineradio.com and if you are checking us out uh, i promise you most of the time it's not just us chatting we have <laughs> some, some of the best and brightest minds of b2b sales wow. and marketing uh that are joining our show on a regular basis on behalf of my producer paul this is matt heinz thanks for joining us to our very special episode of sales pipeline radio you've been listening to sales pipeline radio brought to you on the funnel radio channel for at work listeners like you